Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road Church in Guildford, UK. Thank you for joining us on the journey, wherever you are in the world. You can find out more about who we are and what we're up to at EmmausRoad.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning there was probably the UK's foremost Christian rapper, but tonight we have South Africa's foremost greatest Christian rapper. No, I'm joking. We have a man who uh, is just, um, well, he's, he's an exceptional man, and we are so lucky to have him as part of our community. He loves his family with all his heart. He knows his Bible inside and out, and he prays like the Lord is coming back tomorrow. <laughs> and so I don't do this very often, and we're not doing this to create a sense of euphoria, but could we just honour Isway by standing to our feet as we welcome him to bring the word of God tonight? We don't often do this, but can we just honour him and stand to our feet? Do you mind if I pray for you as well? Is that okay? Lord, we thank you so much for Isway. We thank you for all that he has overcome, even this year alone and health-wise and following you and sticking close to you. Jesus, would you open our ears and our hearts to hear from you now as you speak through him? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, amen. It's good to be here today. Tonight. I don't know about you, but I just feel such a strong sense of God in this room. Yeah. I just feel, and I think he enjoys our worship so much. And I'm just going to ask you guys to do just one thing. This is not about anybody. It's not about anything. This, this is about Jesus. And if you miss that, you've missed the whole point. But I would like us to just get up on our feet again. And if we could sing that song one more time. You have no equal, you have no rival. Just sing it on top of your lungs if you can. Just let it out of your system and just praise, just praise Jesus. Just, just worship Jesus with all your heart. I mean, God is speaking through the songs this evening. I, I wonder whether I should even preach or not because who need, who need a sermon when God is already speaking anyway? Who needs, somebody, who needs me to speak when the owner of the whole shebang is already speaking anyway? See, no. Just, let's just go for it. Just, just, can I, I just want to ask you something. Do not miss, do not miss his presence because God is without a shadow of a doubt in my very, in every fiber of my being. He is in this room and let's just, worship him just let it out and say do you know Jesus I don't need to preach God I just don't need to preach I don't need to do anything I just I just need your presence God Jesus you don't even have to perform a miracle you don't have to do anything just be present just be in this room just as you are thank you Be sensitive to him. Just, just, 
go an octave higher in just being sensitive to him. Please guys, let's just sing that song one more time because I think Jesus loves it. Whatever you please with us, Holy Spirit, you could just do as you please, Lord. Because Jesus, it is you that we are here for in the very first place. We are here because you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we so desire you, Lord. We so desire you. We so desire you, Jesus. We, we are desperately desperately, desperately desire you. We just need you, God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you just flow in power at this place, Lord? Would you just move in power? Let your glory, Jesus, move in this place. Lord, let your glory move in this place. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, Jesus, you are the lily of the valley, the bright morning star, the Lord of all glory, Adonai. Mikadesh, oh Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God our provider, the one who was, is, and is to come. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. We are here to worship you, God. We are here to give you praise. It's all about your kingdom. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. Woo! It's all about you, Jesus. 
Yes, yes, Lord, yes, yes. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Just, just say, if there's a song in your spirit, just sing it out. Just, if there's any, if just say something to God in your spirit. If there's something in your spirit, just forget about the person seated next to you. Just focus on the presence of Jesus. Just worship Him. What would you say to Him if He, he was, He was just sat there with you? What would you say? Just say it out loud. Yes. Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Yes, Lord.
Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing, will sing, no other name, Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing, no other name, Jesus, Jesus, my heart will say, will say, no other name, Jesus, Jesus, my heart will say, will say, no other name, Jesus, King Jesus, my heart will sing, no other name, Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing, no other name, Jesus, 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 we'll say, we'll sing, no other name, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, it is so wonderful to be in your presence, Lord. It is so beautiful to be in your presence. Thank you for honoring us tonight with your presence. And our hearts will rather sing, Lord. No other name but Jesus, but Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus and Jesus alone. We will serve no other foreign God but Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, my heart will sing no other name. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. My heart will see no other name, no other name, no other name. There is no other name my heart would rather sing. There is no other name we'd rather be singing by Jesus, by Jesus, by Jesus, by Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
Jesus. Sorry, this is so out of ordinary and I wouldn't usually interrupt Isway. It's just, I think God has just impressed on my heart something about the nations this evening. And I think that um, I, the sense that I got was when Samuel was called, there was a real sense of the Holy Spirit. But Samuel had to ask a few times. He had to be there a few times. And then he realized who it was. And he said, here I am. Speak, your servant is listening. And I think that there's something this evening about this ministry time that just happened, the ways of the Holy Spirit, which have been hitting us. I think that there's a couple of people in here who've been getting this sense that God's kind of putting something on their heart and pushing it again and again. And I don't, I don't know, this could just be me, but I just feel like there is a moment happening here where you just have to put your hand up and say, okay, God, this is you. I'm acknowledging your presence. Speak because I'm listening. So can we just press in one more time? Can we just, let's just open our hearts to the Holy Spirit one more time because I think that there's just something here about the waves of the Holy Spirit and there might be one or two of us where He's just trying to get a direct message across, so to speak. So can we just go for it one more time? Oh my soul Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Let's say it one more time. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. Is there somebody in here who's got a word from God and is just burning? in their hearts. Please, if you've got a word, please do not sit because this is the Holy Spirit service. It's not mine. I, I don't have to preach if God is already preaching. I, yes, Georgina, come up and say something. It's not going to be massive, but just quickly, during the whole service, I've had this pain running down from the, sort of the left side, from the, like the base of my head, all the way down the back of my neck. And I'm just wondering if there's somebody who's got that pain or even something to do with the, the back of their head, or, or, but particularly the left-hand side. Um, if that's you, I'd love just to come and pray with you um, whilst God is moving in other ways as well. But um, if that's you, then just wave a hand and I'll come over to you. Um, hi. Uh, I wonder if for someone, sunset is a really important time of the day. Um, it's that moment where you connect, you feel like you look at, if you see a sunset, you connect with God the most. Um, and actually, 
in all of this like daylight when everyone's getting excited because the evenings are getting lighter and sunset's happening later you're actually like that little bit sad inside because you're like I'm not going to get to see the sunset anymore I'm going to have to either wait up really late or actually I need to go to bed early and and I'm going to miss it um, and I feel like God's saying I don't need the sunset to connect with you I can connect with you anyway whether you're asleep when that happens or awake it doesn't matter to me because I still will connect with you in your dreams um, so I'd really love to pray with you if that's you as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Um, just feel God say that, um, yeah, his word, it doesn't return to him empty. And that for some of you, there are promises that feel empty. And he just says in his time, yeah, he doesn't fail. Um, this is wonderful. God is speaking to many people. Um, just so that we can keep a wraps on everything, just to make sure everything's good. I'm going to be stood by the big, black chair and from this point forward if you could just come over to me first and just share the words it's not a vetting process it's nothing like that it's just so that we can try and get a nice flow to these and so that we don't leave people high and dry so um, make your way over to me if you do um, have any words but um, Isway why don't you start if you're happy bringing your word and then we can feed them in as and where is that cool thank you thank you Wow, that brings, that doesn't bring it to a close. But if God really has impressed something in your heart, please, please come and see, uh, see Mike there and then we will see how to do. Amen? Amen? Oh, that was, man, I could have lingered in that forever if I could. I could have lingered in that if I could. Now... <clears throat> I will just sort of get into what I have uh, prepared a bit in terms of the word, if that's all right. How many, how many of you enjoyed, enjoyed that? Don't, don't let it go. Just, just, keep, just, keep, just keep hold of it. Amen? Just keep hold of it. Just keep hold of it. It's, it's, it's incredibly amazing to, to come here to to come here to speak yet again and I'm very grateful to Adam and Hannah for asking me to come and speak. If people ask you to come speak for the first time and then you come and speak, they don't ask you to come and speak again, then maybe something. But they've asked me now for the second, no, third, third, fourth time actually. Thank you. Wow, how, how delightful. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, it's quite... It's quite a difficult one because I was quite nervous when I first came in here when we come in at about uh, half, past, uh, half past five to come and pray. And Adam said to me, um, no, it's not gospel. You're not, you're not preaching on gospel ambition. And he literally freaked me out for a few minutes because of that's what I've been preparing for the whole week. And I was quite nervous because of this morning, the guy we had to come and speak, he didn't speak on gospel ambition. He, speak, he spoke on missional uh, on missional ambition, so that, that really freaked me out. And then he just looked at me and says, I'm joking. I said, that's not, that's not a good way to joke, is it? 
Well, that was, that was quite funny for a few minutes. Can we just open our Bibles in the book of John chapter 4? <clears throat> I like the book of John. John is one of my favorite disciples of Jesus because, <clears throat> pardon me, I like John because John as a disciple, he seems to notice or he seems to record certain parts in scripture that other disciples don't seem to notice or to record. And they are quite significant when you think about. So if you like, John was paying a lot more attention than the other disciples when Jesus was teaching. Because John is the one who gives us the story of Nicodemus. John is the one who tells us about Jesus when, when Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener and everyone who remains in me, remains in the father will, you know, if you abide in me and I abide in you. John is the one who records that. John is the one who gave us that famous, uh, that famous verse, John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have an everlasting life. So John is a very, very careful guy and I quite like John. So if we can open our Bibles in the book of John chapter 4, I'm gonna, uh, um, because of time I'm just going to read a couple of verses because we were stuck in that zone there which I absolutely love so we're just gonna look we're just gonna look at two things so I'm gonna ask somebody to open John chapter chapter 4 verse 1 and I'm gonna ask somebody else to open Mark chapter 4 verse 35 please right I'm gonna read it because for the sake of time I'm gonna read a few verses it's the story of the Samaritan, uh, how do you say it? Samaritan or Samaritan, that's it, Hannah, that's the one. The Samaritan woman, I seems never can, I never can pronounce that. Um, So now we're going to read a little bit on the story and then I will, I'll just get into it. Chapter four. We all know the story of the Samaritan woman and all the rest of it, but I would like us to read verse... um, I'm going to read verse 28. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump. Then leaving her, uh, uh, her water of jar, the woman went back into town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to skip to verse number 39. He says, Many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Please underline those words because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritan woman came to him, they urged him to, uh, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed for two days. And because of all his words, many became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. If somebody has found Mark chapter, Mark chapter 4, uh, sorry, can we just read Mark chapter, I'm, I'm just, we, we, we'll get there eventually. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 please. I promise you I'm going to be as short as I possibly can because we have a joke in the African church that says Europeans make watches but they haven't got time. But we don't make any watches and we've got all the time on earth. So (laughs) I'm going to try and be as brief as I possibly can. So if somebody has found it, can you please read it for us? Yeah. Uh, And he said to them, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. 
Brilliant. Nice and short. I like that. It is one of my strongest beliefs that when God, first, when God created man, he created man for himself. And when I use the word man, I'm not excluding women. I'm using the term as in man, the mankind. Uh, one time I did this and somebody shouted in the audience. I said man and he said, and women. So when I use that term, please don't think I'm being sexist or anything. I'm just sort of like using that term as in the mankind. When God created man, he created man for himself. And when God created man for himself, it is no surprise that one of the greatest needs in our world is the need for meaning. When God first created man, he created man, I believe, and left him with a void inside of him. A void, a longing for meaning so deep inside of him. Man cannot help himself but just keep wanting and wanting to fill that void. In fact, we have created machines that can take us out of our own world to go out of our world to go see if there's any other life forms outside of it to see if they can answer man's greatest question. Are we alone, number one? Why are we here? And then why have we got this deep thing, this deep question inside of us that doesn't seem to have the answer? It is a void. It is, it is a void inside of us. Now, I am 100% convinced that the reason why God left that void inside of us or why we've got that void is so that God himself can fill that void. He made that void and he left him for himself to fill. I think this is why the Apostle Paul says in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verses 16, he says, all things were made by him and for him. He says, before him all things were made and in him all things hold together. Therefore, the meaning the meaning of life and the void that so many of us feel inside of us is this is the void of is the void that we have tried to fill it with so many things we've tried to fill it a lot of people have tried to fill it with with money they've tried to fill it with sex they've tried to fill it with all sorts of things we have tried but there's one part, it, it just doesn't it just doesn't work it's always there it just needs filling and nothing seems capable to fill it because of men Basically, men have just avoided, avoided God because of they know if there is a God who left that void, if you take him, then there's going to be rules that he want you to follow and blah, blah, blah. They've put all these conditions around him. But I've got news for you that the void that most of us feel, the void, the emptiness inside of us that we feel is the void that God left inside of us and then he left it for himself. Surely there's got to be an amen for that one. If that doesn't bless you, I'm not sure what else will. Eugene Peterson, probably one of my favorite human beings at the moment, who I, it's a ritual, it's a ritual I do every so often to go on his Twitter, on his Twitter page to see what the last thing he has said. He wrote something very, very good. If you don't know Eugene Peterson, Eugene Peterson is an author of many books, of many books, and amongst those books is the, is the Bible, the message. And then he wrote something. He said this. He said, we are unfinished creatures longing, reaching, and stretching towards fulfillment. We are unfinished creatures, longing, stretching, and searching fulfillment. We want fulfillment. What is it that is inside of us that cannot be fulfilled? And that's where, that's where, that's where the message comes in. You might ask, what does this have to do with the gospel, Israel? What does this have to do with the ambition? With the gospel ambition. Our ambition is to go out and tell the world that the void that they so desperately need to fill, nothing else can fill but the one who created it in the first place. 
When, when, God said, go, when Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel, he said, go and tell them that the void, the longing for meaning that they're so desperate for, they're not going to find it in sex. They're not going to find it in education. They're not going to find it in all these places. They're going to find it in me. They're going to find it in me. I quite like the verse we've read where Mark says, Mark is, is the, he's one, he's the only disciple really who says, go ye therefore into all the world. The other disciples, they say, go into all nations. It's not really a contradiction. It's just a play of words. But I like that, I like that statement, go ye therefore into all the world. And I'll tell you why. It's because of, we live in a world today where within it there are some people in search of meaning to fulfill that deep longing, that desire for meaning and purpose inside of them. They have created their own mini worlds. They have created their own mini worlds to try and find fulfillment. And I like Mark when he says, go ye therefore into all the world. Because of I believe when Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world. He means go into those mini worlds as well that people have created for themselves. Some of you work in finances. You work in areas that I'll never have ever, ever, ever get to go to. It's a world of finances that I'll probably never get to go to. But you are in there and then you can be the only Jesus they get to see. You can be the only love they get to receive and experience. You can be the only Jesus they get to hear a a positive word from and a word of encouragement from. Some of you are called to cross wells, but some of you are called to infiltrate the wells you are already in. Some of you work in the world. And and do you know when I was studying this, when I looked at this, I noticed that Jesus was doing something really, there was something really cool there. Because of when he says, go ye therefore into all the worlds, I started to realize that the worlds, the many worlds that people have created for themselves, they can be just as tough as the world that God, the physical world that God is calling us to go into. So I want to tell you that one of the ambitions of the gospel is to infiltrate the worlds that people have created for themselves. Go ye therefore into the world of finance. Go ye therefore into the world of economics. Go ye therefore into the world of education. Go ye therefore into the world, whatever world you are in. Go into it. Because of you could be the only Jesus they get to witness. Because you could be the only love they ever, ever get to see. You could be the only love they get to see. You see, one of my... Like when I said, it is a world that some of these worlds, they can just be as tough as any other mission field that God has called anybody else into. Some of you, God has called you into the world of having to deal with children that are abused, physically and emotionally abused. That is the world that God has called you into. You are passionate about it. You love it. And things are happening in there for you. It is because of God has called you into the world of the broken children who have been abused probably in ways that none of us could possibly imagine. And then you have to sit across the desk and listen to things that none of us could even take one minute off. And God has placed you right in the middle of it for a reason. 
Some of you, God has called you into the world of education where you have to deal with children with behavioral difficulties. They've got difficulty with their behaviors and all. You know, one of, we, have, we had the privilege of having the Hudsons um, and their Natalie Hudson to our house for dinner. And, and, as I, and we sat on the dinner and I got to listen, you know, my wife and Natalie, they are teachers. And, and some of the interesting conversations you could ever get to listen to is to listen to two teachers talking. Because they can be really, really interesting. But you know, Natalie was describing a situation with you know one of the pupils at school that has difficulties, behavioral difficulties. They've got autism. I was so exhausted listening to her describe this boy. I could not begin to imagine how on earth do you even spend a minute with it? Because I'm impatient. Because I'm not just I'm not the right material. But she sat there and spoke with such passion and love and. You could almost see it drop out of her ears the way he was talking so passionately about this autistic boy who's so obsessed with her. Because you see, Natalie understood that God, you know, she, she probably doesn't understand it yet. But she probably thinks it's a career, but it's also a well that God is infiltrating through her. Some of you are called into the world where you have to deal with you have to deal probably with the people who are nearing the end of their lives. They are just about to die. Some of you are nurses. You get to sit across people. You get to look at people like my sister, Ray, my sister-in-law, Rachel. She works. She's a cancer nurse. She gets to sit down with people. And sometimes she comes home really exhausted. And you have to talk to her because of she has lost about three or four patients in that day. And, and then she says, you know, she gets to dress them. She gets to do the, whilst, they are, whilst they are basically dead. And she gets to make friends with them. Some of them, they are longer and sometimes she goes on holiday. Four or five of her patients are dead. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? God has called her into that world. Some of you, your passions are what God has called you into the world. Some of you have probably been feeling guilty. Why am I not like Jackie Pollinger? Is that, is that right? Jackie, why am I not like Jackie Pollinger going into Hong Kong doing all these amazing things? And this is what God has called her for. And then we love, we love Jackie Pollinger. We love what she's doing. She is incredibly amazing. And I wouldn't do anything to change it with all the power I can have. But there's something you also need to understand. That God, the world he has called you into, can be as challenging as Jackie Pollinger's world. And it could be just as rewarding. It could be just as rewarding. When Pete was talking about the subject of the gospel ambition, he said something really remarkable. He said, well, you know where Paul says, my ambition was to preach, was to preach the gospel to, the, to the, all the nations where God is not known. He says, I went from Jerusalem to the name that I can never be able to pronounce, something, something or other. He said that, and then he looked, he said, the geographical scale that he's covered he said, it is so large. And then he said something really cool. He said, Paul must have been a very good strategist. I like that. He said, Paul was a strategist. He was intelligent. He had a plan. He had to come up with a plan. Then I started reading the gospel. Then I figured that Jesus was also a very brilliant strategist in his own way. Oh, I need an amen on that one. Amen. I need an amen on that one. Jesus was a brilliant strategist. And I'll tell you why Jesus was a brilliant strategist. You see, Jesus was a brilliant strategist in a sense that he was just as ambitious about reaching the crowds and the multitudes as he was ambitious about reaching the individuals. He 
was just as ambitious about reaching the multitudes as he was about reaching the individuals. Do you know the Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 5, Jesus said to his disciples after they had been sitting in the massive, uh, in the massive meeting where there was a lot of people. He had done a lot of teachings. He had done the parable of the seed and the sower and all these parables. And the Bible said, he said to these disciples, right, chaps, we're going to leave this crowd and we're going to the other side of the lake. And I thought, and I was imagining myself being a disciple at that time. I thought, if I was a disciple, and Jesus said, boys, we are crossing over to the other side of the lake. I thought to myself, if I was a disciple, I said, woo, we are leaving this crowd. That means the crowd on the other side is massive, baby. <laughs> we are going to an even bigger crowd. We are so popular, man. Look, we're hanging out with, with King Jesus. We, 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 we're moving from one crowd to another crowd with Jesus. We, 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 we're doing this. Jesus said, come on, boys, we're going, we're crossing. And the Bible says they got into the boat. And when they got into the boat, as they, were as they were going, as they were crossing the river, the Bible says and there was a massive swell. There was a massive storm, depending on what version of the Bible you read it. There was a massive storm and the, and, and, and the storm was threatening to sink the boat. And the disciples started muttering and said, Jesus, come on, wake up, we are about to die. And it's quite interesting because of this man were fishermen. And then if you know, I've lived on a boat for quite a long time and then you get used to storm. Well, not me in particular because I was terribly seasick. But you get, you, you, get used, you get used to storms. Storms are all right. But these guys, this storm was severe enough that it freaked them out. These were experienced hardcore fishermen. This storm was not ordinary storm. It freaked some experienced fishermen out. And then Jesus, the Bible says, when the disciples, as they were, you know, if I was a disciple and I was caught in the storm, I would say to Jesus, this better be worth it, mate. I'm not going in a storm just to go and just play around. It better be a bigger crowd because I want to feel important. Just let's get, let's get to the other side. Jesus, wake up, man. Let, let, let's do this. This is better be And when they got to the other side, the Bible says, a man, one man, one, one, an individual, one man. One man who was demon-possessed. One man. Jesus left the multitudes. You know, in the modern time, I would have thought, Jesus, do you know, hang on a minute. This doesn't work. This is counteractive. Why? We've got masses here. Let's, let's deal with the masses. And then once we've dealt with the masses, we'll deal with the little bits. We'll deal with the individuals. No, 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 no. Jesus was prepared to go through a storm, which was risky. Jesus was prepared to take a boat and launch it into the water, which was going to cost manpower. And Jesus was prepared. He was prepared to go and leave the multitudes just to go to an individual. He was just as ambitious about saving the multitudes as he was about saving an individual. And you see, Jesus knew this. Jesus knew this. In order sometimes, in order for us, in order for us, to be effective in the community. In order for us to impact or to influence the community in the ways that Jesus would want us to have to influence, sometimes we have to do it through one person. Sometimes you have to go through an individual. And this is not the first time that Jesus forsakes the crowds and then he attends to one individual. Sometimes I want to challenge you. I want to bring this challenge to you that sometimes your calling could be to pray or to be accountable to somebody 
who just one person and then you will never have an idea what that person is going to do. Where we have read in the book of in the book of in the book of John, the Samaritan woman, the Bible says she ran to her own village. Jesus spoke to her alone. She ran towards a village and she started telling the whole village that, hey, look here, there's a guy out there who's telling me all this stuff. You have to come and see him. And the Bible says many came to faith because of what? Because of her testimony. Never ever undermine the testimony that God has given you. Because of it is your testimony that will cause other people to believe. God for their own testimonies and those other people will go and tell others and they will also begin to believe God for their own testimony the Bible says as well that when Jesus Jesus was going to heal a, 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 a daughter of one of the centurions and then as he was going to heal one of the daughters of the centurion the Bible says there was a woman with the issue of blood he's been suffering from the issue of blood for 12 years and when she heard that Jesus was in the town she said to herself if only I can touch the hem of his garment then I shall be healed she said then I shall be healed and then she goes and and then when she touches it Jesus asks, who touched me and then the woman shows up and said it's me and Jesus said to this woman go in faith my daughter, because of your faith has healed you. Can you imagine what stories this woman went on to tell people after that? Can you imagine how many people came to know Jesus through this woman's testimony? Can you believe how many people came to know the Lord through this woman's testimony? The other point I want to make, well, before, before I finish, because I think I've, like I said, I'm an African and watches, watches elude me. Sometimes the power of reaching out to one can be the power to reaching out to a whole community. Now, I've got a video that I would like to show you, and then after that, I'm going to sort of finish and wrap it up. This video, it illustrates <clears throat> what it is to do something alone so passionately, so passionately that it becomes contagious that it just become contagious and everybody starts going for it. This is a really cool video. Can we, Georgina, if you've got it, can we please watch it? You get the idea. <laughs> you get the idea. This guy, in fact, there's a video prior to this one where he's just dancing alone for so long in a different song. He just keeps going. He just keeps, he dances like there is like nobody watching him. He dances like he just doesn't care. He dances like nobody is watching. And then as he started dancing, some people started joining him because it was funny. It was, this was funny. This guy, he's so passionate. But then people started realizing, hang on a minute. There's a party going on here and then we're going to join in and we're going to just go for a blast. It is very difficult. It is very difficult to be ambitious about something it is very difficult to get people ambitious about something that you yourself are not ambitious about it is very difficult for you to try and get people excited about something that you yourself aren't excited about our ambition the gospel ambition this is it this is it go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel and when people start to see your your passion and your love and your freedom and your just passion for Jesus, then people are drawn to themselves. That is why things like 
that is why things like the lighthouse in walking matter. That is why things like family rich matter. That is why things like the Yvonne house matter. That is why all those kind of things, that, that is why church planting matter. That is why Ibiza matters. That is why C, CRW, the one that John and, and the other guys work for, that's why they matter. These are things that deal with people on individual basis and those people go on to tell the story of Jesus, of how Jesus has touched them through this. And this thing, it ends up spreading like wildfire. Remember this, this is very, the, the most important thing that if I could get, what would Guilford, what would Guilford look like? What would Guilford look like if all of us collectively, we always found one person whose needs we can respond to in a way that Jesus would respond to those needs? What would your town look like if, if we had Jesus' approach that Jesus was okay to sacrifice popularity? Jesus was okay to sacrifice the disciples' popularity, use manpower, and do all of those things to go get one man. One man who went and he told the whole of his, the whole of his town about what Jesus had done. He said to Jesus, can I come with you? Jesus said, no, you're not coming with me. You're going to stay here. And then once you stay here, I want you to tell everybody. When they kicked Jesus out of his town because of he took out demons and then he put them into, into their pigs and their pigs drowned. When Jesus went, this man ended up and then he turned his whole town upside down because of somebody was ambitious enough to forget the crowd and go to one man. And that, when, that man went on to change his whole town. What would Guilford look like? What would your town look like? What would University Surrey look like? What would Surrey University look like if we all decided we're going to be Jesus in our classroom that these people will never get to see? What would your class look like? What would your, your dorm mates your dorm look like if you decided to show people the love that might be the only love they get to experience if you went there. There are some people that I'm going to meet in my lifetime that you're never going to have the chance to meet because of we operate in different worlds. But whilst you are in your own world, whilst you are in your own world, go into it and infect it with the Jesus virus. Thank you very much and God bless you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Thank you. Um, that was his way. But more than that, that was the Holy Spirit speaking through his way. And so thank you for um, all that you've shared. Guys, I think we've had a wonderful evening. And I think next week we're going to continue this party. You're speaking next week, aren't you? Oh, baby. We've got Adam Heather next week. So the party is definitely going to continue. Um, but it would be rude to not um, respond to that. And so the way we're going to respond to that is we're going to go out of here and we're going to love those people in our mini worlds who nobody else is loving. And we are going to be generous with our time maybe with our resources if we can afford it. But we're definitely going to get out of here changed. So have a great week. We look forward to the stories next week. Treat somebody you love to a Nando's. Treat somebody you don't love to a Nando's. Basically eat a Nando's. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you back. There's other food establishments available, by the way. And gluten ones as well, Ginny. hey -o!
So um, if you would like prayer for anything, please do make your way down um, to here. But if not, have a great week and we will see you guys next week.